Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast and welcome back to the Universal Law series. I'm so excited. You have heard me talk about this law before, the law of non-resistance. I haven't exclusively referred to it as the law of non-resistance, but we are going to get really, really clear about this one because Man, if you understand this one, you will have, I like, I'm going to straight up tell you, you'll have a happier life. You'll have like a more joyful life simply because the law of non-resistance states what you resist persists. Y'all have heard me say this, what you resist persists. And I want to speak into some tactic some strategy, some skill around this law, because I think that honestly, you probably know the law, you've heard the law, but my guess is you haven't really heard so much about what to do with this knowledge. So we're going to talk about what to do with this knowledge. I want to start off by informing you or like having you see and understand that resistance comes from limiting beliefs or fears. And uh, I will recommend a really good book called The War of Art, which is literally teaches you so much about resistance. So if you're in a really stuck place in your life and you haven't made a lot of progress in your creative endeavors, and I'm going to say in your dreams, like whatever your dreams are, The War of Art is a brilliant book for this concept. And again, strategy, overcoming the concept of resistance. So resistance uh, derives from our limiting beliefs and fears and I will tell you that resistance is also a high level tactic of your ego to prevent you from experiencing your fullest life and your fullest levels of success. And so resistance says, like the ego says, well, who am I? And we can't do that. And it's too big and it's too scary. And we're we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. So the resistance part is we cause breakdowns. Resistance is breakdowns that we cause because we are literally afraid of moving into the unlived life or experiencing ourselves as successful because we subconsciously have a lot of fears and resistance. You're probably going to hear that. I, I might, you don't count how many times I would say resistance in this uh, episode because actually that I'm going to make another note because I just had a thought, but um, I'm going to say it a lot of times. Uh, aversion to resistance. We're going to talk about you having an aversion to resistance as well. Like, like, in fact, I'll talk about it right now a little bit is you hear that word and roll your eyes, uh, you have an aversion to it, resistance, <laughs> which most of us do. So the reason I want to bring that to the forefront is because you've probably heard that word in the uh, self-development world, but you don't understand it. And so it's like... Oh, another concept that doesn't make sense to me so I can't overcome it. Well, I want to teach you all about it so that you can overcome it. And resistance is the thing. Resistance is the strategy. Resistance is the behavior. So it's like, it's a very all-encompassing word because it's just this ginormous energy block to your success. 
And what it would have you do is focus on your resistance, focus on what's not working, focus on negative thoughts, uh, catastrophizing ideations, like just ruminating on what's not working or why you can't have something. It's a high amount of focus towards the negative. And so that then when you're focusing on resistance, you are increasing it by the law of attraction, by the law of increase, like what you focus on increases. And so if you're focusing on resistance, then of course you are increasing it, making the job, the task, the life harder and giving you more to talk about about that. So it's just you snowballing resistance, making life really hard, and then not enjoying life being really hard. And so I want to offer one, it's natural to encounter problems, struggles, obstacles, breakdowns in life, but believe it or not, you don't have to focus on them. This is some self-mastery skill level shit um, when you cannot focus on the problem or the breakdown and just move onward and upward. So there, like Abraham Hicks, if you listen to Esther Hicks on YouTube, I would strongly recommend it, but she really uh, has it mastered, the law of non-resistance mastered by saying, don't focus on it, don't focus on it, don't focus on it. And a lot of people question that, like, well, that's too optimistic, that's not realistic, that's too Pollyanna. You're just um, blinding yourself to like the problems in the world. Like there's hunger, there's poverty, there's abuse, there's sex trafficking, there's like all these problems, there's an abuse of power. And, and she says, yes, yes, there is. And if you focus on it, you will give it more power. Every energy is a, every thought is energy. So when you think on something, you literally give it energy, um, much like a vampire or, a, uh, you know, a witch in the movies, uh, absorbs the energy of the youth to stay youthful. And then they're like 400 years old, but they look like they're 25. That is the concept of you giving energy to something negative and it gaining momentum. And so we don't want to do that. And in a mature way, you can handle breakdowns. Um, I think it's important to be able to focus on what's not working so that you can address it and adjust it. But it must come from a place beyond the problem. Hear me out on this. It takes a level of like maturity and longevity for you to look at life beyond your current problem and then act, react, behave, speak, think, and choose from the place beyond the problem. And so that gives you an opportunity to kind of just step over it. And of course, if if it requires like building a bridge over it, then great. But if you just stand there and stare at the problem, it's going to, you'll, that's exactly where you're going to stand. Uh, I usually give an example in my coaching calls, like if I'm speaking about getting across a room and I'm looking at the wall across the room. You could try this right now. If I'm looking at the wall across the room and a boulder falls through the roof right in front of me, and then I look down and I'm staring at the boulder and I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Like, 
And I focus on the boulder and I focus on the hole in the roof and I'm talking about it and I'm solving it. I, and, and I, and I, then I, I change my whole course of action to get the boulder out of the room and to fix the hole in the ceiling. Now what I focus on increases. I am standing in the same spot I was standing and my whole project and outcome has, has shifted. Now, if I were to, without taking an action or a step, readjust my focus to the other side of the room, then I see that I could also see different sets of solutions like walk around the boulder and proceed, right? If I stopped trying to get to the other side of the room and I tried to fix the boulder problem, well, then that's what I would be doing. So let's say I then refix my focus on the other side of the room and I continue to walk. I walk around and um, the carpet trips me because there's like a, you know, like a little lift in it. The carpet trips me and I fall and I look back to see what I tripped on and I see that the carpet is beveled because the boulder fell on it, right? Now I stop to fix the carpet, pull the carpet up or level it out or whatever it might be and fix the carpet and stay focused on that. I then forget again, I've spent maybe another 30 minutes to 30 days redoing the carpet and uh, forgot the whole intention. Or I could simply stand up, look forward and move on towards the other side of the room. Now, some people might say like, well, what are you going to do? Leave that room a disaster? Like that's irresponsible. You're going to have to deal with it at some point. Obviously in this example, like maybe if that's my house and I have to live there, but we didn't set, even set up that narrative. Like, I don't know what room this is. I don't know where I'm at. I'm The only goal was to get to the other side of the room. So if I were to just stand up and keep moving, and, and I could probably give you 15 other examples of things that would happen that would distract me from getting the other side of the room, but let's say you get it and I just walk and touch the other wall. Well, I've achieved what I set out to do, get to the other side of the room. So many people want to fight for whatever narrative they come up with about why you need to address the issue at hand. And it's not exactly true. And most things, hear me out, most things work themselves out when you stay committed to the overall goal. Please hear me on this because I've proven it time and time again in my own life and I share it with clients all the time. They come to me with this breakdown, with this issue, and I'm like, but let's get up, let's rise like 30,000 feet above this problem and take a look at what we were actually up to before the problem arose. Because problems are a manifestation of resistance, so it's likely it's only purpose is to slow you down. And so if you keep your eyes on the prize, if you stay committed to the value, the commitment, the intention, then it's likely everything will pan itself out or that that issue was really a non-issue in the first place. You just made it an issue by focusing on it. And so I will give you a legitimate example is in my business, I have had plenty of breakdowns. And every time that I refocus on the overall goal, those breakdowns pan out. They pan out either they uh, take care of themselves or focusing on the farther end of the goal shows me much more sustainable solution to that problem uh, such that I'm not 
spending so much time, energy, focus, money, resources, all of it on the problem at hand. And so I have done it building my website. I have done it building my products and my business and my courses, like my working with clients. Like I see it constantly. And so my invitation is much like the room. So I want you to see yourself, let's say, pull up a current problem in your life that is really taking a lot of your time, energy, focus, money, attention, and see it and see like you might feel feelings, you might get angry, you might be sad, you might be annoyed. And then look 10 to 25 years out in your life and notice that whatever it is that you're focused on right now is probably a non-issue that far in your future. A lot of us might think, yeah, but it might change the course of my life. Not if you're focused on what you're focused on and you're going for what you're going for and you're committed to that. Like it will pan out for that. Especially if you're living your authentic heart unleashed and you're following what you feel to be your calling, it's likely that whatever's coming up is just a manifestation of resistance to detour, distract, and dismantle you. And um, there's a few quotes that I have personally lived by, and I mean this, is like, obviously, this too shall pass. I really, even as a very young child, I saw The Secret very early. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. It's also a book. Uh, You should, (laughs) uh, in the world of should, uh, you should watch this and understand that this too shall pass. And I heard, uh, it was at a basketball camp. I heard, never give up what you want most for what you can get right now. And that really helped me understand, like, am I really going to choose this, uh, maybe a distraction? Am I going to choose this temptation? And resistance is certainly a juicy temptation to be disabled and disempowered around what you're set out to do. And so sometimes, like I know in basketball, they considered like is being lazy right now or is partying or is, you know, um, maybe even like dating, like being chasing boys around, like never give up what you want most. I knew I wanted to play college basketball. I probably back then thought I was going to be in the WNBA. So like I knew I wanted that most, right? So I lived that way. It kept me uh, in line. It kept me sober. It kept me practicing. It kept me showing up. It kept me being a leader. And so I would say that it benefited me then and it benefits me now in life. I love me some napping, but I can certainly nap instead of work. I could avoid, I could overeat, I could I could drink, I could smoke, and I choose not to do any of those things. I could even indulge in my uh, ideations about marriage. And, you know, like, there's a part of me that is afraid to be loved and that I'll sabotage, I'll pick a fight because it's getting too good. And so I will indulge uh, ideations or fear thoughts about our relationship falling apart simply because of my fear or my limiting belief that I'm unlovable. I will make up scenarios that reinforce my unlovability when there is no real evidence in, in my life or in my marriage that that's the direction it's going. And if I lift my focus up above my ideation and I focus on marriage and family and a house and impact and our, our lives together. I, there's not these fear thoughts or well, they're not included in the full vision. And so I just offer that to you because if you lift your focus, if you like think about your eyes, like you might even physically, when you're focused on negative stuff, you might be hunched over and your brow is furrowed and you're frowning and you're uh, fearful and you're looking down, your eyes are focused downward that uh, you can actually, you know, pick your shoulders up, pick your chin up, look 
forward physically and see where, look into your future. And uh, one more quote that you may have heard that would make sense with this concept is, is this a five minute problem, a five hour problem, a five day problem, a five year problem, a five decade problem? Because my guess is it ain't even a five week problem. It might be a five day problem because you get all wrapped up in your problem and you want to focus on it and you want to choke it to death and murder it and stomp it to the ground. Uh, It's very likely we want to do that, but you could literally pick your eyes up and look 50 years into your future, realize this is a non-issue and stop it now. And I mean it. Like if you were to really practice this and be committed, more committed to your future than your, your problem, then you're going to use the law of non-resistance. So I just want to wrap this episode up. I'm going a little over because I'm really passionate about people being able to use this as a tool in their life. The law of non-resistance is stop resisting a breakdown. Stop resisting a perceived problem because it's not exactly a problem. It might be based on your perception, but if it's not a problem to anyone else, it's likely you're ruffling this up. And listen, I totally want to acknowledge that there are real and valid problems in the world that need to be handled and addressed. I agree. And I will use, I think I use this already in this series, is the quote from Mother Teresa, do not call me to a wage against war. Call me for a march for peace. What you focus on increases Come at it from the solution. Come at it from what you want to increase. If you want to increase joy, focus on the joy. If you want to increase your finances, focus on your finances from an abundance mindset. Focus on abundance, prosperity, joy. Uh, Imagine it already working out for you. Imagine that you're protected and provided and, and guided. And that's the place to address anything that might need to be managed in your present moment. But the law of non resistance is to not resist it. Do not damn it. Do not curse it. Do not fight it. Do not wrestle with it. Come up above it and then address it if you must. I am going to just take us over. We're rolling on this is the aversion to resistance. So I just wanted to reiterate, if you hear the word resistance and you roll your eyes about it, you're like, it is resistance to focus on resistance. Yes, it is. So the law of non-resistance states that you have to be able to acknowledge its resistance manifesting and go, oh, I know this, I've seen this before, and this is not where I want to spend my energy. And I'm gonna give you one question as we go forward. If you weren't talking about this, you know, insert resistance issue. So if you were not focused on this, what would you be focused on? If I were not focused, if I were not catastrophizing about my relationship, I'd be focused on my business. I'd be focused on our traveling across the country in a camper. I'd be focused on how much fun I'm having. I'd be focused on how great my relationships are. That's what I'd be focused on. And so if you feel gripped by an issue or a problem or a concern or a fear, you better bet it is resistance manifesting, distracting you from your best life, your your unlived life, the life that awaits you. So y'all, thanks for sticking with me for a few extra minutes. I love this concept. I think it is so, so powerful. Like I said, it is self-mastery. It is mastery level non-resistance. It's mastery level manifestation and fluidity to be able to focus on the life yet to be lived and to move into it boldly. So I want to thank you for showing up to the Hearts Unleashed podcast because we are turning dreamers into to doers. We are turning resistors into non-resistors. We are turning fearful people into prosperous, abundant manifestors. I love you so, so much. Thank you for joining me today. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.